the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in to a Monday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, Unfortunately, today we have to start the show with uh, very heavy news, both locally and nationally. And we'll do our best to try to make sense of those headlines. And it's important to learn how to respond appropriately to these kinds of situations so that uh, we don't make mistakes, so that we don't repeat our mistakes, and so that we don't have these headlines continue over and over and over again. But sadly, they seem to be occurring over and over and over again. And the phenomenon that drives that, I think, was something that I myself engaged in last night while I was watching the Bengals game. Late in the game, there were some hmm, curious officiating circumstances, shall we say. And because I was heavily invested emotionally in the Bengals winning, every time something happened that put the Bengals in a less advantageous position to win the game, I reacted emotionally in a knee-jerk fashion and assumed that the officials who were supposed to be down-the-middle, nonpartisan arbiters, that they had either been directed by their bosses at the NFL or were engaging in a personal agenda to make sure the Bengals didn't win the game. After all... Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl is a really good story because Andy Reid, their coach, used to be the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles and went to the Super Bowl with the Eagles and didn't win. And after all, as good as Joe Burrow is, all the Joe Burrow, Cincinnati rags to riches stories were done last year and it would be a lot more refreshing to have Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs back in the Super Bowl this year. That is how I saw a do-over of a play (laughs) That you never see in the NFL. That is how I saw a roughing or a uh, uh, an intentional grounding call against Joe Burrow. And while I think that the last penalty that put the Chiefs in field goal range was definitely a legitimate penalty, I was like, "Well, of course they're going to call that because they've been doing everything they can to beat the Bengals over the last five minutes." And then I got to work today, and I'm trying to make sense of the death of one of the twins who was kidnapped from the boy's mother's car when she was picking up a pizza at Donato's in the short north. And we all hung on every detail of that story as one of the twins was found at the Dayton airport the next morning at 4 a.m. by somebody who just was walking into the airport and they see a little boy, five months old, strapped to a car seat in the freezing cold. And then thankfully, a couple days later, they found the other twin in the stolen car in Indianapolis. Well, one of those twins has died. Kyair Thomas died late Saturday night. Police were called. Columbus police were called. And instantly, people started to speculate about how Kyair Thomas died. And 
Was there any criminal activity that contributed to Kyer Thomas dying? Because, and I'm talking, I'm imitating others' opinions on this at the moment, not my own. Well, I mean, his mom left him in the car, and what kind of a mom leaves him in a car that's running? And then we go to Memphis, where we have a man brutally murdered by police officers. That is indisputable. I watched only a little bit of the body cam video of Tyree Nichols being murdered by five police officers because I didn't need to watch the whole thing to know exactly what happened. And there's an emotional narrative that emanates from that story as well. Well, there you go. Another black man beaten to death by police. Police are horrible. Police. uh. I actually heard an ABC News reporter today, Aaron Katursky, of ABC News on another Columbus radio station say there is, and I quote, an undeniable racial element to the murder of Tyree Nichols. And I just about screamed out loud, all five police officers were black. And that is a fact that I'm pretty sure is not widely known, or at least not known by the number of people who would know if all five police officers were white, because we have black opinion shapers, many of them, and there's a black man who's been killed at the hands of police, so you know Ben Crump is involved, and you know Al Sharpton is involved, and you have another known race baiter, Mike Freeman of USA Today involved. And I'm looking at a Mike Freeman column today that's headlined, Tyree Nichols' killing shows that to some cops, even black ones, black lives don't matter. Now, Mike Freeman doesn't write the headlines on USA Today. So kudos to whoever wrote the headline because they mentioned that the cops, they didn't really say these cops are black. They said even black ones. So there's kind of of a, a hint there that, hey, some of these might be black. But nowhere in this entire Mike Freeman column, nowhere. Does he specifically say, in this case, all the cops were black? Nowhere. That is as dishonest as you can be reporting on an event. Look, here's what's true about Tyree Nichols. He was murdered. He was murdered by cops. That's also true. There are bad cops. And good cops are most offended by the presence of bad cops in their ranks. Those four things are true. Here is not. Here is what is not true. Because Tyree Nichols was murdered by cops, all cops are looking to murder people if they so choose to do so or they lose control of their temper in the moment. That is not true. Here's what is also not true. Because Tyree Nichols was murdered by cops, Cops throughout the country are out of control. See, just like we need to wait to see the replay in a football game to determine if a penalty is justified or not, or at least allow for the possibility that the explanation might not be tainted by somebody who has invested money in paying off the refs so that gamblers win a certain way. Just like we need to be a little patient and 
evaluate openly whether that's a legit call or, you know, what could be just human error. That's possible with officials. No hidden agenda. We also need to be willing to wait to find out if Kyer Thomas died in, unfortunately, a way that a fair number of babies die mysteriously, without explanation, from choking, from SIDS, could be from heart failure. We don't know how he died. And if you want to do something right now, you want to immerse yourself in something as it relates to Kyer Thomas's death, immerse yourself in praying for the people who are racked by grief that he died. That's a productive way to immerse yourself in that story right now. You will have ample time once the investigation is complete to invest in whatever that investigation finds. You will have ample time. In. Likewise, now is not the time for race baiters like Mike Freeman and race hustlers like Al Sharpton and Ben Crump and Myriad other columnists, all different colors, all different ethnicities, to use Tyree Nichols' tragic, unjustifiable murder to further your narrative about cops. You can take his death and the circumstances surrounding it, and you can pull out your partisan sledgehammer, and you can bang, 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 and jam it into the little tiny opening that you want it to fit in. But that is really a deplorable reflection of your character, not of the character of cops throughout the country. There will be time to get context on Kyer Thomas and on Tyree Nichols, but it's laughable to me that this is the leftist playbook, okay? This is like the circular leftist playbook. George Floyd murdered by a police officer, a white police officer. All po- then, then page two is, so all police officers are bad. Page three, so we must defund the police. So we defund the police and we have to get, at the very least, police who look like the people that they are policing in the inner cities. So we relax hiring standards and compromise our standards for police. And then we get five officers, all of whom have been on the job less than five years, a shortage of officers in Memphis and Columbus and everywhere in big cities, because go back to defund police, go back to all police are bad. Why would somebody not want to sign up to do that job when, hey, you get people shooting at you or hurling invectives at you or whatever? So we compromise our standards to hire police. We don't have enough police, so we don't have a supervisor out on the scene. And then a man gets beaten to death. And then we go back to page one. Oh, all cops are bad. Defund police. See how it works? See how it works? All because we don't pause, gain perspective, and mostly because we're just not honest. We're just not honest with ourselves, with other people, or with the telling and retelling of tragic stories like this. So the death of one of the twin boys kidnapped by Nyla Thomas, uh, Nyla, Nyla Jackson, rather, 
uh, who was safely returned, and we all rejoiced at that. Uh, one of those little boys tragically died. He died Saturday night, and we don't know why, and we shouldn't speculate why. Uh, a lot of people have been speculating why. Oh, well, you know, this and that. and Let's pump the brakes on assigning blame. We have to assign blame immediately for everything. We can't wait for any perspective. When you do something fast, the chances of you doing it wrong increase exponentially. So if we can just wait, get a little perspective, then we will know whether that this was just an amazingly painful coincidence that this boy was kidnapped and then a month or so later died from something that was not the cause of another and was not preventable or whether someone needs to be held responsible for it. You don't need to get in line right now so you can point the blame finger. Likewise, in uh, Memphis, the uh, blame finger is being pointed, of course, at police. We have a man who was unjustifiably murdered. We saw it on police body cam. And so we're going to put the death of uh, Tyree Nichols, the murder of Tyree Nichols, we're going to put that in the spin cycle because, hey, hey, the activists say, here's another chance for us to get rid of the police. Here's another chance for us to demonize the police. Well, that's kind of inconvenient because the five police were all black and the victim was black. Well, we don't have to really say that or we can bury it way down or like Mike Freeman from USA Today. We can kind of hint about it but not really say it. We can start our column, which Mike Freeman did, by saying, if you want to understand why so many black people don't trust police, why so many of us when we pass a cop car or stop by one feel our hearts race, and he went on and on and on, four more paragraphs of that. And he talks about Tyree Nichols being beaten to death and lack of humanity and all this kind of stuff. Uh, And then uh, we get more of the Black Lives Matter nonsense. And Mike Freeman never says that all the officers in this case were black. He hints around it. Here's as close as he comes. In this moment, you see with extreme clarity what centuries of dehumanization looks like, what seeing black bodies as less than looks like. And it doesn't matter if the cops are black. Once some black cops become part of that system, they dehumanize themselves too. Black people, their own people, become the enemy. Now, did he say in there that these cops were black? No, he did not. He's counting on you knowing it to absolve him of saying they are not black. So this is a completely dishonest broker. And do you notice? This sentence caught my eye. Once some black cops become part of that system, they dehumanize themselves too. So it's the system that dehumanizes them. And of course, the system is set up by white people. So what we saw in the aftermath of George Floyd was this effort to Make the police department look more like the people they are policing. Okay? So the cops are racist because a white cop, Derek Chauvin, murdered George Floyd. Cop, All cops are racist. So how do we fix that? Okay, let's uh, think this through for a fraction of a hot second. Well, if we had more black cops, this wouldn't happen. Then Mike Freeman says, well, even if you get black cops, the system makes them racist. And he's not the only one. There's tons of people saying this now. Because the five officers were black, it does not it, it does not absolve white supremacy of being at fault for the death of Tyree Nichols. So George Floyd gets murdered. Ergo, all cops are racist. 
Ergo, we need more black cops, the thinking goes, because only black cops can treat people in a non-racist way, yet when that theory is disproven, and it was wholeheartedly and unequivocally disproven by the murder of Tyree Nichols, then it doesn't disprove the theory. It only means that, well, the system will make racists out of black cops. So they have compromised their hiring standards because, of course, when you tell people who might be thinking about a career in policing, here's what we have for you as a Columbus police officer. We have this salary and these benefits. And if you execute your job in perfect fashion, like the rookie police officer who rolled up and watched Micaiah Bryant ready to stab another black woman with a knife, and you neutralize her and the only way available to you in that moment is to shoot her because she was perilously close to jamming that knife into the girl's throat or torso, then we'll let you twist in the wind for a year and a half before we absolve you and tell you what everybody who watched that video could have told you two seconds after watching it, that it was a justifiable, though regrettable, use of force. That's what we have for you as a police officer. So come on down and apply. Here's a story from October 21st on 10TV.com. Columbus Police Division currently has about 1,800 officers on the street, which is about 180 less than they are budgeted. And the city is working to bolster, and they're pushing for reforms, and they're going out into the communities where they want to hire minority officers because, of course, only minority officers cannot be racist toward minorities. And then we have heretics like Tim Ahrens of the First Congregational Church who does nothing but stoke racial hatred in this city. I guess his job as a pastor has become a a part-time job for Tim Ahrens. He has the healing power of the gospel to preach in the inner city. No, he preaches racial discord and pro-LGBTQ views in his church. And Tim Ahrens is quoted in this story saying, We need the best, the brightest. We need those who are committed to protecting and serving to be our leaders. Do I want, going into difficult, life-threatening situations, do I want on my shoulder someone I can trust or someone I have serious questions about. Well, I don't think you want somebody you have serious questions about. The only problem is, in order to get people to fulfill your racial quota of hiring cops, and they celebrated their last class coming out of the Columbus Police Academy because it was so diverse. Not because it was way above the standards for hiring cops that have existed and been proven to hire good cops for years and years and years. No, because it was diverse. And how did they get so many diverse candidates? By lowering their standards of eligibility to be a Columbus police officer. It's not just Columbus, it's Dayton, too. I'm looking at a story here where the uh, radio station 91.3 in Dayton is talking about going into the minority communities and Letting people see what it's like to be an officer so they can get more minority officers. We have to do this to satisfy the phony narrative that you have to look like the people you're policing in order to not be racist. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.